Well, hey guys, good evening. And I'm gonna share as we continue in Acts 1, um, just the laying hold of the power of the Holy Spirit, because that's what's that's what he's answering here in Acts 1. And so I think once people realize how simple it is, it's actually beautiful. And the whole idea is all through scriptures is really the same story that you're originally born of the flesh, Esau, the fleshy man, <clears throat> born of a woman, and learning to uh, awaken or become aware of the presence of Christ in you, the true man, that's who your real true identity is, and going from servanthood to being a son or reigning. And so I'm going to show you uh, a couple things that this is really all about prayer. And let me show you my screen a minute. <clears throat> all right. So we won't spend a lot of time on this, but repetition is really good for people to hear it. So here's Acts 1. And uh, in verse 6, it says, so when they came together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, if you look, this is the exact same question really everybody asked. The Pharisees asked in John 7, or Luke 17, 20, when asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God will not come with observable signs, nor will people say, look, here it is, or there it is, like a, a place. For you see, or behold, you'll be discerned, you'll understand, the kingdom of God is inside you. And so it's really interesting because uh, Pontius Pilate says the same thing, but he doesn't use the same language. When in this trial where Pontius Pilate is before him, or he's before Pontius Pilate, I'm sorry, and he's before all the religious leaders too. And this is really a story that's going to go out through history, guys. It's going to continue over and over and over. It's really a book about salvation. It's really a book about you. And so uh, when Pontius Pilate says, don't you know that I can take your life? And the response was, no, only if I give that to you, because he had the royal rule and reign. He understood the government's not my problem. The religious leaders are not my problem. Nobody's my problem except God. And I am the oneness of him. And so Anyway, it says this kingdom's not going to come with anything observable. So right away, and if we go back to Acts 1, Lord, will you restore at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? So the question is, when and are you going to restore it to a physical location, the, the physical nation of Israel? So we should in our mind immediately go, he's answering a question about the kingdom. So everything he answers here has to be something inside of man. So he says the kingdom is inside of you. So this is all things that are going to go on within you and not something that you can see with your observable eyes. Now, most people have only read it through observable eyes. They're thinking this is all happening outside of man. And everything he's gonna answer here literally is this is happening within man, which is really interesting. Now, what I wanna show you is, if, is he's explaining the kingdom and we see all these different parables that Jesus already explained the kingdom. You're gonna see play out here. I'm only gonna go through verse 11 here tonight, but I really want you to understand something. He says, um, it was the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So it's already been given to you. And kingdom literally is the Greek word basilia. And it's his royal rule and reign. So think about this, guys. It's literally God's royal rule and reign. You reign as king. And not only a king, the king king is what it says in Hebrew. The king of kings, the mighty king. So you rule as the only king, the king king. And he's given that royal rule and reign with you. And that royal rule and reign is not a government. It's not a religious leader. It's not anything. It's what happens inside of you is what he's really trying to say here. And so really, as you're going to see, this all happens with inside of man. And uh, 
you know, if you look at all the parables, he talks about seeds a lot. He talks about soil a lot. Um, he talks about sonship, where you are a lost sheep, um, the lost value of a coin, you know, uh, uh, the lost son that who was found and he brought back into the father's house. And so all of those answers have to be the same. It's, hap it's something that happens within man. And so here's what I really want to start with, though. This really is this really is about prayer. This really is about receiving anything of your heart's desire. Anything uh, where you realize life doesn't have to happen to me is I am the royal rule and reign. I actually can do what some, something inside of me and receive anything that I truly want while I'm here on planet Earth. That's the royal rule and reign. And so I just wrote a couple of things. This is kind of interesting. And most people... Um, uh, you know, they, they equate prayer because it's been, been misinterpreted, just like uh, Jesus going to the Garden of Gethsemane, where it's literally this garden where a, a oily substance of fertility is pushed out with intense pleasure. <laughs> so they read agony as, oh, my God. And so we, we see prayers as this religious activity or something you have to do. Oh, do you, have you a set prayer time? Um, or you'll hear things like, uh, we got to pray through. or um, uh, the last thing prayer is warfare fighting on something because he equates prayer to intimacy, this, this great joy. He equates it to, um, rain falling to the earth and, and making the earth fertile. So it harvests. So all of these are beautiful things. So if anything, prayer should be this beautiful thing. So here's really all it is, is, uh, uh, and we'll go through this pretty interestingly, but here's really what it is. So there's a joy to it. There's this ultimate um, gratitude and joy in prayer is what it should be. It should never be like, we got to pray through. Because <laughs> I know if you go look at the imagery in scripture, nobody's ever going, oh God, we got to warfare and pray through in this intimacy with my wife. Like, well, it's maybe some of you do, but that shouldn't be that. It's supposed to be this beautiful, he's trying to equate it to this beautiful, joyous thing. And so here's really all prayer is. It says, believe you have received it and you will. Meaning it's already happened to me. So here's simply prayer. It's, it's, it's whatever you'd like to be or whatever you'd like to have while you're, while you're in this flesh, while you're in this cross of humanity that you pick up every day and you die to what you don't want and you, and you clothe yourself with what you do want. That's what it says. So really it's, it's this joy of seeing what you want if you wanted a, a, a certain outcome, whether it was health, whether it was abundance, whether it relationships, it's not, God, can I please have this? Or I got to warfare through this and I got to, uh, um, uh, we just got to pray through. It's none of that. It's supposed to be this joy of already immersing yourself in who you want to be and it feeling the joy as if it's already happened. And they don't realize that is a seed, just like in intimacy, where I'm going to show you some of these, these, um, illustrations they use in scripture once that seed's released that joy it's a creative act so once you've experienced what you want and the joy of feeling as if it's already real that's laying hold of the power of the spirit there's nothing else for you to do guys that is literally the seed that goes out into the spirit as we'll show you and i promise you it comes back exactly the way you just saw it in your mind and the emotion you felt with it so it's clothing yourself in the joy, completely immersing yourself as if you've already have it. And this this beautiful thing. So when we go, oh, I've got to go pray, it should be like, oh my gosh, I get to go have intimacy with the Father. And uh, what I do in there is a spiritual seed, and it's going to come back to me exactly how I saw it in my mind. 
And it's that simple, guys. That's laying hold of it. And so I just wrote, uh, what if you desired health? Here's, here's what it simply is. I believe you have received it. So if you, if you needed a, a healing in your body for some situation, what would you be doing if you were completely whole? So you see the end. You believe you've already received it. So if you have divine health, if you're vibrant, if you're joyful, what would you be doing? Who would you be doing it with? What would be the emotions that you're feeling? And you literally clothe yourself in this joy of feeling that it's already real. Just like intimacy, you become one with that, that, that desire in prayer. And literally desire, guys, is, is I'll show you in Psalms 37, uh, 4 and 5. It actually shows up here in Acts 1. The Galileans, Galilean is galal, the Hebrew word galal, which literally means transfer the burden of that destination uh, to the spirit within you. And the spirit itself will take you to that end destination without any effort on your own. The people you need to meet, the events that need to happen will happen on their own. And you don't have to try to figure any of it out. That's transfer the burden to the galal, the camel that's raised up and takes you to the end of the journey, which is Lamed Lamed, which is the leader of leaders or the shepherd of shepherds with this Jesus. It's the spirit within us. And so anyway, um, what would you be doing? So you would see yourself already enjoying it. So let's say, uh, um, in one of the services I was just listening to is saying this, like if you were in a wheelchair and you were crippled, you could simply see yourself enjoying what you used to do with your grandkids, with your kids. What, what would you be feeling? And you can make up a, uh, in your imagination, because literally remember the Hebrew word for imagination uh, is potter. Like a, how do you shape the earth? How you shape your events in your life is imagination is what it says in Hebrew. It literally is Yatsar, where it's the strength the fist of God to do work. Your imagination is the strength and the fist of God to do work, and it harvests what you see in your mind. That is literally imagination or how you shape the world around you in Hebrew. So <laughs> it's as simply as seeing what you want in your imagination. And you can tell when you feel stirred, that's a creative act. Nothing more to do, it will come to you. And so uh, you, it could be this you could want anything physical in this world whether it's a car, whether it's a home, whether it's uh, uh, it really doesn't matter. If there's something that you really desire, he came to give us life and life more abundantly. Everything's yours anyway. It's everything's creation's completed and everything's done. It's simply, what do I want to clothe myself in? Where do I want to abide? What, what do I want to experience while I'm on earth? And so let's just say you wanted a, a new home. You wouldn't have to have a penny in your pocket, guys. You simply clothe yourself in the joy of seeing and feeling yourself already in that home. And in ways we know not, it comes to us. That is casting that burden, the joy of knowing that what I've just experienced within, that's the kingdom within, my heart and mind, guard your heart and mind with all diligence because out of that is where life springs out. So what I'm doing in there, life will just reflect it eventually. That's what scripture says. It's, it's this beautiful thing. So the more I understand all these scriptures, which he's going to talk about right here in, in Acts 1, this is all happening within you. So that's very real. And some of you guys heard on the, the fellowship um, last Sunday or Thursday. I can't remember now. The days kind of run. Must have been Sunday. My friend Gilmore, you, you heard that where for three years, you know, he had hired this acting agent, one of the top ones in Los Angeles, because he wanted to get some acting experience and, and uh, do some commercials. And for three years, it seemed like nothing, 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 nothing. And then it simply, here's what he said. He goes, I, I took what you said seriously. So he created a little picture in his mind. This is Yatsar. What you do in your imagination literally shapes and forms the clay of the earth. And that's what I do literally shapes and molds and draws to me and harvests what I'm doing in my mind. 
between the two cherubim. We'll see that shows up here too. And so he created a little story in his mind where he literally heard himself in his mind when he closed his eyes. He said, he's talking to his wife. He said, hey, babe, isn't it amazing that my first contract is a national contract? And he had that, he just repeated that over and over and over. And he, he goes, I could feel the, the joy that I had telling my wife that and she's reflecting the joy back to me. So he created this image in his mind as if he'd already received it. And within a week, uh, some of you guys know he got a national contract across all mediums with AT&T, which is a pretty big company, multi-billion dollar company, obviously. And, uh, and it premiered on the Masters. That's where I saw it the first time, which is the largest golf tournament. I don't know about in the world, the, the British Open's really big too, but certainly the biggest or most, most respected in the United States. So anyway, uh, that's all he did. In one week, he literally clothed himself as if it was already real, experienced it as already real, knowing that that's a seed and that seed absolutely will come back with no effort on his own. In fact, his agent said, bro, you, you standing up, you literally have to sit down on this one. And he said, AT&T Wireless is gonna do a commercial with you. So his first one, and he was, he was telling me that the agent was saying a lot of the, the, his friends, people around him, they get little mini contracts first, like they'll be on a local television station or something. Because we went to the multi-billion dollar corporation first. Why? Because what you do within is the kingdom of God. And it molds and shapes what you experience here. So anyway, that being said, that's a long intro, but I want to show you this. So, <clears throat> um, so Acts 1.6. So when they came together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He's talking about the kingdom. So every answer after this has to be something that goes on in your mind. And I'll, I went through this in quite a bit of detail Thursday in the fellowship, but uh, I, I'll, I'll go through it, but not probably not as detailed because here's what I really want you to understand, guys. I don't want you to see the complexity in this. The scriptures are this absolutely beautiful, wonderful, um, wonderful life if you look for life. But if you only see the letter and you don't read it spiritually, you can you can read it all day, every day, know every word in the book, but you cannot find life is what it says. Most people become an expert in the book. They try to get into the word more, but they've never read it spiritually. They've never read it how the Hebrew uh, writers wrote. And so what did they mean? They were, they were always after meaning, not the letter, because the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So what I want to do, what I just explained to you is everything they're going to share here, but in much more hidden complexity, because it says it's the, the father's joy. I can't remember the word exactly, but it's like it's the father's good pleasure or something like that to hide it within us, the spirit within us. And it's for us to seek it out and go, oh, my gosh, once you once you find it is this beautiful gem. So anyway, so know that everything Jesus is replying here. Um, which is Yahweh is salvation. So the name to a Hebrew, Jesus, verse seven, is its character. And the character of Jesus, how, how the nature of Jesus, how Jesus works, how Yahweh saves, is this. yud Hey vav uh is salvation. This is where you're going to heal. And yud Hey vav Hey literally is what I, is the strength of God, Yod. It's an open window. You get to choose whatever you want to see. And whatever you picture within your divine mind between the two cherubim literally attaches yourself or binds you to what you just pictured in your mind. Yud, open window, vav, a nail, the connector is, is uh, binds you. What you do within binds you to what you just saw. So what you picture within your mind's eye, not your physical eyes, because the kingdom doesn't come with anything observable. What you do within literally attaches yourself to what you just did within. So if you want to change anything about your life, you don't have to try to figure it out out here. 
Simply change your focus, what you do within. It literally means repent. Have a radical change of mind. Okay, this is what's happening in my life. I don't like it. So I'm going to radically change my life and see myself in that new home, see myself already having that acting job, see myself already enjoying divine health. And in ways we know not how, the spirit, the cam, the gamel, we place this burden on how to get there to him. And he brings us all the way to the end of the destination in ways we know not how. That's, that's Jesus. That's Yahweh's salvation. That's, that's his character. That's how it's done. And then he says, it's not for you to know times or seasons, meaning it's not when. Um, you got to remember, too, all through the scriptures, they're observing signs. They're observing seasons. They're observing the heavens, the physical heavens. And he says, hey, you guys, it's not anything out there. I know you guys are experts at this, but I've placed that in. Winter's going to come. Spring's going to come. Those things come and go. That's not the kingdom. The kingdom's in you. And he says, instead, verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, he just said it's not about a time. So when we read it in English, it looks like we're still waiting for something. But you got to understand, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We were found in him before the foundation of the world. So this can't be anything we're still waiting for. It's something for us to come alive to, is what he's saying. So, but is just instead or, or however, instead of trying to figure out times and seasons, however, or why don't you do this? You will receive. So he's saying, it's literally, I, sh I should go through this. I'll go through it with you. It's Lambano. So it says, actively lay hold of. So, hey, get aggressive with this thing and take hold of what's, what's so here's what he said. Uh, instead, actively lay hold of power. We all know what power is, dunamis. The miraculous power that's within us. When, it's just a definite article. So it's not a time frame. This is just, this is really where people get confused up. And it says, the Holy Spirit, we all, that's the spirit within us. That's, that's the special set apart spirit of sonship where you operate as one with God comes upon you. So they, it looks like when, but it says the Holy Spirit comes upon you, comes. I don't want to get too in deep in here because I don't want you to be a Bible expert. I, what I gave you is already everything you need to know to receive anything you want on planet earth. It's a beautiful thing. So if you look at this, it's aorist tense and we don't understand aorist tense so much. Aorist tense means it already happened. It's past tense. It's very fitting for you. It's already been given to you with ongoing results. So here's what he's saying. Instead of looking out there, instead of trying to predict when, when Jesus is going to come or when this is going to happen, instead, lay hold of the power of the spirit that has already become, that's, that was already given to you. And it's available to you right now. That's what he's saying. It's now. That's why all the disciples, even they're going, is this the time of the harvest? And he's like, guys, it's now. It's now. Everything's now because it's never changed. I gave you the spirit from the foundation and uh, you were birthed out of it. Actually, you're one with it. Um, it's active right now. And so then he says, then you'll take heed of this, not just in the nation of Israel. You're going to take this. You're going to take heed of this in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, everywhere. This is where this is everywhere. All right. Now I'm going to read it in English first, 9, 10 and 11. Remember, this is the kingdom. So this is something that has to happen in you. And because people forget, verse 6, that this is, he, they're asking about when the kingdom, and he's like, no, this is what I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer how the kingdom works, which is taking hold of the spirit right now. So they said, after he had said this, remember, he's not talking about time. So we inject time in this so much in our English translation, but it's not about time. After he had said this, they watched as he was taken up, and a cloud hit him from their sight. All right, so we should immediately go, this isn't something with our observable eyes. This is obviously something that happens in the spirit that they're trying to explain how the kingdom works. They were looking intently in the sky. Again, this shouldn't be, 
Why are we looking in the physical sky? When suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. So this isn't something that they see with their physical eyes. This is something they became aware of inside them. <laughs> okay. Once you start reading it, actually how it's written, it actually becomes living. It becomes beautiful. You, you like start to jump out of your skin when you actually dig into it. And so men of Galilee or Galal, why, don't you, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taking you into heaven. Remember, this is happening in you. We'll come back in the same way I've seen him going to heaven. All right. Let me start in verse 9. Uh, I got to pull up my slides. <clears throat> and this is where I don't want you to have to know this, guys, but people ask these questions. So anyway, uh, let me move this so I can actually see what I'm doing here. And I just wrote the simplicity of the power of the Holy Spirit. He says the kingdom is his royal rule and reign, and this is how it works, guys. I simply clothe myself. I immerse myself in the joy of already having what I desire. That is a spiritual seeding. What I just saw within is going to show up in my life with no effort on my own. That is the kingdom. Now he's going to explain it here. But if you don't want to know any of this Greek, any of these tenses, because it seems completely like, God, that seems hard. I go, no, it has to be a five-year-old can do it, and they are wonderful at it. They use their imagination and just run. So anyway, let's go, let's go to verse 9. All right. So I'm reading it in the interlinear. So it's going to look a little different than English, but I just read it to you. And it says, and these things having said, beholding they, he was taken up and a cloud hid. Most people are picturing a literal Jesus outside of themselves that the disciples saw, but he's explaining the kingdom. So this is something that happens inside of you because the kingdom's in you. So I'm going to read my right here first. I just kind of translated, you know, the tenses of the verbs, etc. So, and is equally or equally so. They, they perceived what was also said, or, or they heard this command. It could, be, it could be that. And these things having said. So because he's answering something. So they said, equally, this was also said, or they understood that was said. Beholding, they became aware of where they perceived. He was taken up and a cloud hid. This is really interesting. He was taken up is really here. So he was taken up is, and, and this is aorist passive tense, meaning this is something that happened to you. So they, they received revelation that happened to them. So it says they understood what he said, and they had been raised up in their awareness or revelation. All right? That's literally what it says in the first part of verse 9. And a cloud hid. Now, this is really interesting. A cloud, that next word, what you see in your mind's eye is a seed. It's the Hebrew word anan. So it's what I see is the nun nun, the seed of life. Or this, it's like King King, how they wrote in Hebrew was, this is the king, the very powerful king. So what you see is a very powerful seed, is a cloud. This is also referenced in Elijah praying in 1 Kings 18.42, as well as implied in Isaiah 55.9, as well as the act of creation. I'll, I'll go to these here in, right after this slide, because I want to show you this. This is pretty powerful. Hid. It's hupo lumbano, actively received. So here's what he's saying. They understood as their re revelation uh, was raised. They understood what he was saying about the kingdom, something within you. It says there is a there is a spiritual cloud, a seed that is released. I'm just going to read how I translated at the end. They understood what was said after their revelation had been raised up. What they saw within, what you picture or you use your divine imagination to see, guys, is a seed that produces all on its own away from your physical eyes. Doesn't it sound like the kingdom? The kingdom is not come by observation. Jesus talks about prayer. He says, when you pray, don't be jabbering out here. It has nothing to do. The kingdom's within. 
all the commands where people are speaking at mountains, everything, it's the kingdom, guys. I don't care if you use physical words, but that's not what it's about. The commands are in here, meaning that I have this. That would be a command within. I am this. I have this. Father, I thank you. I have this. Those are commands within. Those are So you're speaking something in here. But it's really revelation. So this happens away. Like Jesus says, don't be out there jabbering for people to see or uh, he says, go into your house, go into this quiet place within you, go into your inner man, the real you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And what you do in there, the whole world's going to see. Because what you're doing in here, the physical world will ultimately shape to it. That's, that's what you do. The imagination is divine, is what it says. All right. Now, I'm going to show you the cloud. Because it says there was a cloud received out of them that was hidden from their mind's eye. Now, this is where they use very vivid imagery. And I want to show you this. This is kind of interesting. So i got to change my screen here. And I won't go too much in depth because, like I said, I don't want you to have to become a master at the Bible. I want you to become a master at life because that's the royal rule and reign. So I'm taking the time because if most people have read that all this literally, and it's really hurt them. It, it really causes death in their life if they take it literally, unfortunately. So let me go to... Um, 1 Kings 18, and you'll be, you'll be familiar with this. This, this is Elijah. Um, Elijah sends rain. Remember Isaiah 55, he says, my ways are not your ways. And then he says, just as, just as the clouds, rain and snow fall, they're like drops that fall to the earth. You'll always see this seed or something, this fertility that falls to the womb of man or the earth of man. And all by itself, new growth happens. All by itself, that seed that fell to the ground is fertile and it grows all of its own. So he goes, my ways aren't your ways. Your ways are servanthood. You're going to work and sweat and drive and think you have to produce it. That's not my way. My way is I simply plant a seed and the seed does all the work. I cast the burden on the, the seed, literally is what it says. And so, which is Christ in you. Anyway, so he says, Ahab, which is a false prophet, a lot of people, a lot of people, I see people going, you have an Ahab in your camp. Yes, you all do. And it's your flesh. It's the, it's the physical man that steals from you because you see with your physical eyes. And I'm just going to use that example, um, uh, Gilmore again, because it's, it's really pertinent and it's very fresh. His physical eyes are going, I don't have a contract. I've been doing this for three years. That's the false prophet. That's the flesh speaking to you where you're reigned by what you see with your physical eyes. Okay. So there is an Ahab in your camp. And guess what? Ahab goes away and eats and drinks. Remember Jesus says, hey, you religious people, the kingdom is not about eating and drinking and all these external things. He says, the kingdom is not about eating and drinking. It's not what you do eat, what you don't eat, what you do do outside of you, what you don't do outside of you. It has nothing to do with that. It's what you do within. So Ahab goes back to his religious ways, goes back to his flesh, is really what he's saying. But Elijah climbs to the summit of Carmel, bends down on the ground, has put his face between his knees, goes back toward, and go and look towards the sea, he says to his servant. Can't see anything that just happened. This is a cloud that just happened outside of your visible eyes, guys. So the servant goes back and looked. There's nothing there. Seven times Elijah says, go back. Seven is the number of perfection or completion or Sabbath. After the seed has been released, guys, whether it's an intimate act between a husband and wife, because that's the imagery he's going to show you right here, or you felt the joy of what you wanted. You immersed yourself in prayer, meaning I've gone to the end. I've experienced exactly what I want to happen in my life until I got emotional about it. I could actually start to sense it. 
that is a seed that's gone out of you in the spirit. Now just rest, Sabbat. So that's seven. And then he says, on the seventh day, when he rested, there was a cloud, as small as a man's hand, rising from the sea. I'll explain the cloud and the sea here. Oh, no, let me go. Let me go. Let me go back here. So let me go back to verse forty-two, and I'll show you. Um, I'll show you. He's equating drops of rain or prayer to intimacy. Like people would understand that when a husband and wife get together in intimacy, there's a there's a cloudy fertile seed that's released and the life is in that seed and it produces all by itself now watch this ahab went to external stuff he's going back to religion i know if i do this right out here if i eat and drink right if i do all these things you're so far from the king on instead el yah the god of yahweh climbed to the summit of carmel now this is really interesting if you, i'm not going to go through it word for word exactly but climbed is he ascended he went from a low place to a high place to the summit or the climax of fertility. You're getting the imagery here. He prostrated himself face to face on the ground. He laid down. Most of you guys, that's what happens when you have intimacy. And he placed, it's really interesting. He placed or set. If you go look at this, it says, he placed something face to face on the earth from between the space between his knees. <laughs> So that's why I was joking. I said some of these these really prude Christian women will will blush when they hear what how they tried to describe scripture. It's a beautiful act of creation. When go, Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, he's like, "I'm going into this personal pleasure, this intense personal pleasure." Is we we translated it agony. No, it's the Garden of Creation. That's where your garden is. It's your heart. So here, get the imagery here, guys. Ahab was concerning himself with religion out here. Hey, I, I see that I don't have this national contract, Gilmore. I'm going to go within and see myself already having the contract and then feel the joy. Hey, babe, isn't this amazing that I have a national contract? He goes, I did that for a week. And it became real to him. He rested. Within a week, he got the call, national contract. So he went down and became intimate with his desire. He clothed himself with what he desired. That is a spiritual seed. Just like the God of Yahweh goes all the way, goes from a low place to a high place to the, the, the summit, the climax of Carmel, which is fertility. He bends down on the ground. He lays prostrate and places a seed on the earth, the woman, from the space between his knees. Literally, that's what it says in Hebrew. And then he says, guess what? Now that seed was cast into the sea. You're, you're going to look at Mark 11, 23 and 24. Finally correct. If you understand this, what I'm going to show you. So, so the servant went looked and he said there is nothing there seven times elijah said go back so let me let me go to the next verse again so you see it on the seventh time the, the servant reported there is a cloud there is a seed right as small as a man's hand you need to understand now most people mentally they're going this is a man's hand the man's hand guys to a hebrew was the hebrew letter yod it's the strength of god to perform strength of god to perform is in the seed guys all by itself there's nothing for you to do so he says there is a seed planted and it's rising out of the sea. I'll just show you this real quick and then we'll carry on. So sea is the Hebrew word yam or mayam if they play. So it's the Hebrew letters yad mem. And here's this yad. The strength and power of mem, which is the mighty waters, the deep waters, which is spirit. So the strength of God's perform is in the mighty waters of the spirit 
So when you cast any seed into the spirit, the mighty waters, you'll get Mark 11, 23 and 24 now. When you speak unto this mountain, you say within, this is how it is. You've casted, a, you've casted what you do want into the sea. The seed is placed into the mighty waters of the spirit. And it's interesting because mem is also the Hebrew word 40. And it's the number that it takes to create where you, it looks like Jesus is out in the desert for 40 days. So they think, oh, look, so do, people do 40 day fast and stuff. And it's like, no, it's not about eating and drinking or not eating and drinking. You just got hungry is all you did. It's within. Now, they could have fasted, I guess, um, and done what I'm sharing with you, but most people don't. They're, they're like physically denying themselves. And it says, Jesus, salvation comes eating and drinking. Enjoy the pleasures of life. I came to give you all of that. So anyway, 40 is also the number that it takes for the seed to go from planting to fertility. That's interesting. So Jesus goes out. It's desert, the wilderness. He sees himself how he wants to be, comes back in the power of the spirit. That's exactly what he's talking about. So 40, it's not a little 40 days that he's out there, guys. It means he planted the seed in the spirit, and that power of the spirit is going to perform all the work all by himself. So hopefully you get all that. So that's what he's saying. He, just like a physical act of creation, Elijah prostrates himself, and he plants a seed from the space between the knees into the earth or the woman, <clears throat> the womb of man. In the same way, when you pray, a spiritual seed goes out into the sea, and there's a 40-day there's a period. It's not a literal 40 days. But it's the time when that seed comes for fertility. But it will come, guys. There's nothing you have to do. Just trust that what you just did in your creative mind is literally going to happen with nothing for you to do. What you, All the people, all the events, everything you ever need is going to happen to you. Just like it happened. Gilmore didn't change anything, but he saw himself already successful. The agent calls. AT&T, somebody cancels at the last minute. A multi-billion dollar company goes, hey, and they're picking all this up in the spirit, guys. It says, your I am this, what you perceive yourself as right now, that's the shepherd's voice, and all creation responds to it. So somebody picks it up in the spirit. And this chance, because he goes, I need a national contract, AT&T picks it up. Oh, there's something going on over here. I need to go get this guy with no awareness of their own that they're actually picking Gilmore. They didn't know he was the one who was, who was already being that person, but it happened to him. The agent didn't do it. Gilmore did it. In his quiet place, he planted the seed. So hopefully that makes sense to you. Now, let's keep going here. If we just get back to Acts 1. All right. So, so that's, the, that's the seed that's gone out of you that you can't see. Now, verse 10, if I go back to, uh, hope you guys are okay. I'll finish this up here in the next couple of minutes. But I want you to get how beautiful these scriptures actually are. All right. Let me go to verse 10. All right. And as looking intently, they were into the heaven as was going. Behold, men... Two stood by them in apparel white. That's how it is in the interlinear. All right. So remember, this is not them seeing two angels out here. This is literally they see something within them or, or they became aware of something within them. All right. So it's really interesting. So now the answer is this. <clears throat> and as they kept their gaze in the physical heaven, there's actually a, a word here that says you're looking at something physical or uh, I'm sorry. The next the next uh, the next verse, I'm getting my verses confused. So it says, as they kept their gaze in the heavens, which is the spirit, when you, in your mind's eye, they were transported to the end to the destination. They saw, as they're looking in the spirit, they see the end destination. They're taken there. The, Gilmore sees himself already enjoying this national contract. Now, then they realize the two males of light or brilliance were present. And those males of light or brilliance cause what I'm looking at to be established is literally what it says in Greek. Now, what did they become aware of? 
what they became aware of is the light bearers within their mind. Remember, this is all happening with the kingdom. In Genesis, it says the way back into paradise, guys, we were all birthed out of paradise and we, we inhabited this thing called flesh. God himself inhabited us. He, he went from limitlessness, descended, fell into limiting flesh, these, these clothes of flesh. He, he clothed himself with the cross of humanity. That's really what the Hebrews said. So he went from a higher place to a lower place. He limited himself and you and I. Now our journey is to learn how to become limitless. Now we've become one with the Father. That's the whole journey in Scripture. So what did they become aware of? It says how we get back to the garden, to paradise, which even that word, Eden, is really interesting. What I see is the doorway to life. Eden is I end to let noon. The, even the word is what I perceive, what I, attain, what I place my focus on. That's, I enter into that. that that's really interesting. So he says these two cherubim, which the, the Bible describes as creatures of imagination, brilliance, light. What did they become aware of? They realized that these two cherubim, these two creatures of imagination are two halves of a man's brain. What we do in there cause what we see to become established. They, became, they, be, they came alive to this. That's verse 10, okay? Now if we go to verse 11. And it was also said, Men of Galileans, why do you stand looking into heaven, this Jesus? Now, so I want to I want to share you Galal real first. So it says this. This was also said, or they also stood, they also stood under they also understood this was what was commanded. Men, Galals. Hebrew is Galal. It's Gamel Lamed Lamed. And it's literally place the burden of a camel is Gamel. And that camel will take you to the Lamed Lamed, the end of the journey, the shepherd of shepherds will bring you all the way there with no effort on your own. I want to I want to have this in my life. See, it is already done. And Galal literally means to roll over, cast this over. It's the same word in Psalm 37, 4 and 5, where it says, God will give you desires of your heart, guys. The desire in your heart is of the father. In Latin, it literally means of the sire, from the father. He places desires in there, guys. And all we need to do to experience those desires, because creation is completely finished, is just go, thank you, Father. I have that. And see yourself at that end destination. Because that's what it says. God will give you these desires of your heart. Galal or commit this over to me. Roll it over to me. Trust in me. And I'll bring you there. I will do it. So if you have a desire, guys, all you need to do tonight is going, thank you, Father. It's going to show up in my life. I thank you and see the end going experience the joy of already experiencing that desire. Prayer is this beautiful, desiring, wonderful place, guys. See the end and clothe yourselves in the joy of already having what you want or being who you want as if you already have it. That is a spiritual seed that's going to go out. All right. So roll this over to me. So he says, what you just did in the heavens, roll that over to me, commit it to the Lord. The Hebrews go out, roll over. Uh, now, this is really interesting, too, is even if you go look at the, the story in the garden where the Mary and the, and the disciples run. Now we read it in English as roll away the stone. That's roll away as galal. It says, it literally means roll it over to something. Now we, we get this image where they're literally pushing or the spirit is like pushing this 3000 pound stone. I've heard all these different things. They're missing the Hebrew point. And it says, roll over or cast what you see within to me. And that, that Hebrew word there, the stone is eben. And it's literally roll this over, commit it to the seed of the father. 
within you that you just displaced. And so Mary goes in and she looks into the tomb. If you go look at the word tomb, it literally means she went into her remembrance. So she casted this over to Christ in her, the seed within her to perform the act. And she went in and saw something inside and she repented. She turned and saw salvation. Oh man, it's so good once you get it. So that's not even part of this, but anyway. <laughs> so it says, you heap men, roll this over to me. And then he says this, why are you standing at the physical sky? This is the verb that literally says you're looking at something physical. Remember, they're looking for something outside of themselves, which is, this is, isn't about eating and drinking. This isn't about discerning the, the oh, it's a, it's a blood moon. That's what I see a lot of these people doing now, because that's what the Hebrews were doing. And that's what religious people still do. They're trying to find it out here. Oh, that's a sign of its coming. And he's telling us, no, 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 no. It's about right now, lay hold of the spirit. That's the kingdom. Then you'll be a witness. You'll be able to show people everywhere around the world how this works. So he's going, what are you doing being religious again? Why are you looking at the physical sky? This that you're looking at, it says, it's two, it's two uh, definite articles. It's the, the Jesus. This is the Jesus. He tells them, this is what Jesus is. Or the nature of a name, again, is its character. So he says, this is salvation. What you see, Yudhe the strength of God, the power of God to perform is what I see attaches myself to what I see. So he says, stop looking out into the physical sky. This is salvation. What I see within attaches me to what I see within. All right, now let's go to the last. Let's go to verse 12 and finish this up. All right. And he's going to describe salvation. Now he goes, this is salvation. This is Jesus. Stop looking out there, guys. This is how salvation works, is what he says. Having been taken up from you into the heaven, literally it's just what was received from you into heaven, what you saw was a spiritual seed that was spelled out of you to the earth, like just like a physical creation. Elijah, when he prayed, a physical seed went out. When you, when you pray, it's like a spiritual seed, a cloud is received up from you. And the same way you saw it received into heaven, what you saw in the spirit, because every seed returns after its kind, this will come, this presence in the same manner, because every seed returns after its same manner. If I plant a wheat seed, I get wheat. If I plant a corn seed, I plant corn. I get corn. Exactly as you saw it in the heavens. This is salvation is what he's saying. It's going to come back to you. It'll be present the same way you saw it in the spirit or the heaven. That's, that's beautiful to me. So how do I lay hold of the power of the Holy Spirit? Guys, you can have anything you want right now. You can be anything you want, right? You can be any person you want to be right now. It literally is what he told you, Judas. Die to what you don't want right now. Okay, I see something. There's something here. It's, it's Ahab. It's the false prophet. It's, it's uh, Barabbas, which I'll share next week. Like You get to choose this trial of trials. Do you want Barabbas, the thief? What you see with your physical eyes is going to steal from you what you could have. Because this is just a formation of everything you've done right now in the spirit. Don't stop looking from your physical eyes. That's, that'll steal from you. Go to Matthias, the gift of God, which is sonship. Realize you can change anything you want, receive anything you want in this world as an inheritance. Inheritance means I, I just receive it. I say thank you. So what is your desire tonight? Whether it's health, whether it's abundance, whether it's like I said, is, is if you wanted anything physical, you don't have to have a penny in your pocket, guys. You could simply see yourself in that new home, for instance. Enjoying it, clothe yourself in it, smell it, feel it. See yourself talking to your, your spouse, your loved ones, your grandkids, whatever it is, and go, isn't this amazing how awesome this worked? And when you can feel the joy and experience it, like you're talking to your, your, your spouse or a loved one, 
That is a spiritual seed, guys, that's gone out of you. In the same way that you just perceived it in your spirit, it will come back. The means to get that, it's not up to you. The seed has the power in itself to draw every human, uh, every event, the means to provide for that to you. That is the royal reign of the kingdom. So hopefully that helps you guys. God bless. We'll see you. Uh, we, can, we can talk about this more Sunday, tomorrow night, uh, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern, if you want, on the fellowships. And it's at freedomministries.live.org.live. And the password is freedom, lowercase, never changes. So God bless you guys. Hopefully that helped.